You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Yesterday, the Padres won another one against the Dodgers, and our host Bob Scanlon is hoping and wondering if the Padres can pull off the sweep here near the end of the season. This is the test. I mean, you're right. physically tired, yeah, you're yeah. mentally tired, there's no question about it. How do you respond? It. Alongside Bob, it's Randy Jones, here to provide insight and to razz a fellow pitcher. I know how you pitch, too. Probably a lot of fly balls. <laughs> yes, you know okay. what I mean? Thank I you, Randy. Yes, a lot of them went over the guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> and rounding out the crew, it's Annie Heilbrin, who's coincidentally also here to razz one of the former pitchers. I just want to quickly mention that Bob threw in a Bachelor in Paradise reference. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Bob Scanlon, Randy Jones, and Annie Heilbrin. It's the final home game of the 2016 season. Glad you're joining us here on Padre Social Hour. Glad that you're going to be able to share it with us. Hey, oh, has- my. Oh, my. There oh it is. My. Oh, my. We've got a lot oh to talk my. about, Randy. Oh, Andy. my. Look, we've got, we've got Dick Enberg with Oh, my. We've got Oh, my on the home run, right? Oh, oh my. my. On Hunter Renfro. We're going to get a chance to talk to Will Myers today. Travis Jankowski is coming on the show. Peter Seidler. You don't want to miss this show. Great We're glad stuff. you're with us. Hashtag Padres SH if you want to be a part of it. We'd love to have your tweets. And, uh, look, we got to get right to it, right? A 6-5 Dodger, uh, Padre victory over the Dodgers yesterday. They got a chance to sweep them today. But, I mean, we could talk about the sweep, but everybody wants to talk about one swing of the bat yesterday. Randy? Annie, have you guys seen anything like it here at Petco Park before a ball actually gets to the top of the Western Metal Supply? Well, wow, that, that fastball was in the wheelhouse. <laughs> Let me say that first. I mean, you can't put Boom. it in a better spot. But uh, that's maybe but just that an indi- indication of the ability of this young man, the power that he has. I mean, Hunter Renfro, we, we knew he had power coming in, no question about it. But what he's shown so far in his first few days in the big leagues, and what was impressive to me also, Randy, was that he had a base hit earlier in the ball game Great on point. a fastball up in the zone. Yeah. This pitch down here, that is not a bad pitch. That's oh. a pitch that's down in the zone. And for him to be able to go down and golf that thing. When the, when the scouting report gets out, though, now, if that's down and in, that's a different story. I'm not right. sure you can wheel right. on that, but right there. Down, middle, oh inner half. Wow. My. Oh, my. That was my. a nice forearm right there. Hey, Andy, do you remember the one that Khalil Green hit or the one that Miguel uh, Cabrera hit? I mean, they were close. They were close, and you saw quite a few, or not quite a few, but you, the ones that you've seen, you've seen go up to, like, the upper deck, and, the, and right. they'll arc up, and then they'll kind of fall down into that upper deck portion so you're like oh almost on the roof but to see one actually get on the roof that's insane and that, that was three or three or four rows up yeah. on the roof yes how about how about yeah. the catch right here oh wait oh, yes. he didn't catch it yeah. oh <laughs> darn now that it's, these are some of the ones that got yeah. close so this, this is, is Miguel, Greens and Miguel Cabrera's and I mean they're close and these are monster blasts where you're just looking at and you're, and you're thinking to yourself is anybody ever gonna actually get onto the roof of this Ooh. thing is anybody capable Mark McGuire's already retired Mark McGuire's on as our bench coach yeah. now now, he's the guy that I think of that oh could have actually my. done that in his playing career. But uh, Hunter Renfro got the job done, guys. Pretty exciting. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, really, really impressive. And what we've seen from him, but like you said, I mean, the base hit to score the, the, the two runs early. Great plate discipline. Knows what he's doing. Takes it the other way. And then you make a mistake like that and he makes you pay. Yeah. Where do you get him out? Speaking yeah. of mistakes, is there somebody – Blooper, do we have it one more time? Maybe the home run and the, the non-catch that happens on this historic – <laughs> hit by Hunter Renfro. There's a fan that's sitting at home right now. Trying. He's he's <laughs> crying right now, thinking, "Look at this! 
I, I could have had this ball. I could have had the first ball hit up on the roof and yet fumble. Oh, 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 no. Quick, grab it, grab it. Oh, oh that's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, he's bummed out. Look at the out. people next to him that are just like in awe. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, nobody's expecting it. I mean, you're up there having a good time right. on top of the Western Mills. Haven't, haven't seen one all year. You've got your beer. You've got your hot dog, right? Nothing's going to happen up here. The next thing you know, incoming. Hilarious. Yeah. You know what was great, too, was the reaction of the players in the dugout. Mm. They, they were stunned. They I mean, they're excited, and some guys were actually shocked. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the fun part when guys, you know, come in and you can actually shock your own teammates. You just don't and see that. You talk about adrenaline flying, you know, this late in the year and how many how many swings this young man's had. Yeah. You know, they didn't look like he's getting any more tired. He's, he's ready to go. All right, so let, can we yeah. be realistic here, though? I mean, let's face it. He's not going to be hitting five home <laughs> runs and, you know, <laughs> hitting 11 RBIs every other game. Are the expectations maybe getting set a little too high? Do we need to rein it in a little bit, or should we just go ahead and enjoy right, what we're I think we should enjoy what we're watching right now. I mean, it's, it starts all brand new, you know, after Sunday, yeah. and you and you wait till the next spring. But, I mean, it just it gives you opportunity. That's why you want these kids to come up, kind of see what we've got. Yep. It's like uh, shopping for some new things in sure. the store. <laughs> sure. We're kind of It's all shiny right. and bright. Yeah, yeah we're right. shopping right now. Yeah. I and I like, yeah. what, I like what I'm seeing. Oh, I do, too. Hashtag Padres SH if you want to send us a tweet. We got a tweet, actually. And uh, blo Blooper sending us a tweet on his own. Mm -hmm. Nicely last done. Night. This is last night. This is a really, really long way to hit a baseball. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Look at that view. It's, it's a really uh, long ways. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a view from where the ball actually landed. Now, I said 435. I, I'm thinking maybe 475, close to 500 on a blast that far. Right. No. I mean, that, that was pretty impressive. Was it still going up? It's still, it's still I rising think it was right still now. still going up. Yeah, hey, I got a question <laughs> for you. It, face of this franchise mm. right now. Yes. I, I think Will Myers is kind of the face of the franchise. I, agree. I would but agree. You know, it's going to be fun watching next year when you've got Hunter Renfro, Margot Aswahe, yeah. Austin Hedges, Will Myers. There are a bunch of guys that actually can start to try to establish themselves hey, right. in that role, right? There's a lot of guys, you know, right now that can contribute and make a difference. You know, right now you're seeing Hunter Renfro, what, you know, what he's capable of doing. Yeah. Carrying a ball club, yes. Yes, he is. But Andy, you, you've seen a lot of these guys. You've been around them quite a bit. I mean, I don't get the sense there's an ego thing of, I've got to be that guy. No, you know what I think is great about these guys right now is they look like they have a lot of poise. Like, they don't look like they're overwhelmed by this or they're pressing too hard. They look very comfortable right now where they're at. And I think some of that comes with the great run they had in AAA and the fact that they were able to show how well they could do in the playoffs and everything like that. But they, they look like they're just – Comfortable. They just eased in just fine. The, it, I, I think also, it, it, not on the fast track, paid his dues. Hunter Rimpel yeah. came through the ranks yep. gradually. Great point. Uh, you, in, in, in coachable, got good instruction, especially this year when they won the championship, and where they leaned on him a little bit more in AAA, but he yep. was at that age maturity where he could handle it. And it's just progressed right up here to the big league. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Cholula Hot Seat, uh, it's, it's unanimous. Basically enjoy it. Let's have fun with it and <laughs> yeah, not well, worry about it. You know, it was great because I, I got spent about an hour with him, you know, yeah. you know, and it was a lot of fun. Actually, I sat down just congratulating him, you know, great night yep. uh, before last night's game. And, and next thing you know, we're showing each other pictures of our bird dogs, and, and we, we were enjoying it. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> good guy. Hey, we got to take a break right now. Got we got it. a lot to get through this show. Cholula. You know what it is. These people were just on the hot seat, Cholula Hot Sauce. It is the official hot sauce of the Padres. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. As I said, the iconic wooden cap, official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. More Padres Social Hour, more to talk about when we come back. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. 
Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Glad you could join us here for the final home game of the 2016 season, and we're happy to have with us, I was going to say, one of the young players on this Padre ball club, but you're actually a veteran now. Travis Jankowski, I mean, all, all these young guys are up here. You're, you're the salty vet now of this I'll ball club. I'll tell you club. what, I feel like the grandpa, man. All these guys are <laughs> 21, 22, I'm 25, and <laughs> feel old. They call you old man? No, not yet, not yet. Now, there's no gray in the hair yet, which is nice. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't need dress for men or anything yet. Yeah. It's, it's hanging on. Hey, that's cool. Hey, congratulations. You've had a fantastic season, and we'll, we'll get in into it a little bit and sort of get your own self-evaluation of how the season progressed for you. But first, I, I just want to touch on that home run yesterday by Hunter Renfro. Now, I know you were trying to go opposite field to get up on top of the Western Metal Supply before him, <laughs> but he beat you to it. Uh, pretty pretty uh, prolific blast by, by Hunter last night. Huh? Yeah, that uh, I think it was measured at 435, but I think that's the furthest one I've seen hit in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would take me uh, two or three tries from maybe third or, you know, <laughs> maybe the left field wall to get it up there, but... Yeah, that was impressive. You know, now as fans, we're, we're sitting there watching, and it's like, ooh, uh, now in the dugout, what's going on? Are you guys a little bit surprised also? Are you giving a hard time, silent treatment? What, what's the <laughs> reaction? It's there? tough to give a silent treatment after that. <laughs> um, That's true. No, I think uh, as soon as he hit it, everyone kind of froze. <laughs> and then uh, there were some words said that uh, probably shouldn't be repeated, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, – Holy smokes? Yeah, holy smokes. Yeah. That was it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that was a fun one last night. Hey, as we said, congratulations. Fantastic season for you. Your full, full, full season in the big leagues. How are you feeling about it? It's coming to an end at this point. Are you, are you looking back on it and sort of reflecting, or are you still locked in for these last few games? Still uh, keeping it locked in for okay. these last few games. Want to finish strong. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of time to look back and reminisce in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, for now, just want to, you know, finish strong and, uh, you know, get some more wins. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you've done so well this year in that leadoff spot is get on base. In fact, you've reached base one way or another, 42 out of the last 49 games. <laughs> uh, was that something that coming into the season you felt like uh, that you really wanted to work on in terms of being that guy getting on base? Yeah, that's always my goal. Um, you know, typically my role is a leadoff hitter, um, and the only thing I'm concerned about is getting on base and, you know, getting in scoring position and, and letting, uh, you know, two, three, four, five hitters drive me in and, and pick up their RBIs. Yeah, and you've done a fantastic job of that. Uh, did you do anything different this year in terms of the approach, uh, you know, in the leadoff spot? Are you trying to take more pitches? Are you, are you looking for certain things differently? Any, anything different you did in that in that spot? I'd say the only thing different was um, I call it being patiently aggressive. Okay. Um, you know, if he throws a first pitch in the zone that I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to, you know, take a swing at it, um, regardless if it's, you know, first pitch of the game. Um, but you know, I'll also wait him out and kind of wait for a pitch I can handle. Yeah. So if he doesn't throw one in the zone first or second pitch, I can be down 0-2 and, you know, still still battle and, and try and get on base. You know, on a bat-to-bat -bat basis in terms of your approach, one of the things I heard from some scouts when you first came up is that you were great at inside outing the ball, and their concern was that the outfield would just shift over and they would take some hits away from you. The job for you was to prove that you could turn on the ball also and, and keep that defense honest, and, and you've done that. Was, was that something that – you worked on during the course of the season? Yeah, the uh, you know the very the, the first half of the season I didn't play too much. Um, you know, kind of got in late in the game, pinch hit here and there. So I had a lot of time to work in the cage on that inside pitch, and you know, just shown that I can hit it, just so they don't live in there and you know attack me under the hands and in. And, uh, yeah, you know, all the credit to Alan Zinter for that and just helping me through that. Yeah. You've become one of my favorite players out there, not just because of what you're doing in the leadoff spot, but your defense. I mean, it's so fun to watch you cover so much ground out there. From your perspective, more pride maybe in getting on base four times in a ball game or making one of these diving plays that we've come become accustomed to seeing you make out there? Gosh, that's tough. Uh, you know, it's uh, there's a certain feeling you get when you steal a hit from a guy. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that right. antagonist type of, you know, type of view. But, uh, you know, getting on base is great. Uh, but 
to be honest, I think pitchers appreciate you stealing a hit and, and helping them out a little bit, a little bit more. So oh, yeah. I love defense, man. I'd, I'd always rather win a, a gold glove than a silver slugger. Now, have you ever had any pitchers say, hey, man, I owe you a steak dinner? Have you been able to cash in on anything? <laughs> you know who does it is Colin. Colin will always offer. I never take him up on a Colin Ray. Uh, <laughs> really? But he always says, man, I owe you. I owe you because I feel like, you know, a lot of plays are, are made behind him. And, uh, yeah, I just I, n- I never take him up on it, but he always offers. He's, you a, he's a good guy. In. You got to cash <laughs> in, man. You got a lot of credit there. Some good dinners I know, waiting for I you. I know, man. He owes me uh, – he owes me about three or four, or so maybe <laughs> yeah. this off season. You know, speaking of the outfield and how much ground you cover, obviously Margot's up here now. You've been with John Jay for a good part of the season. How fun is it to be in an outfield where you guys can basically cover every square inch that's out there? Yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, you know, I think a, a goal we have, and a, a true goal for us, is don't let a ball fall. And I think we have the range and, and the, uh, the speed to do that. I was talking with uh, Paul Goldschmidt at first base one day, and I think he hit a home run, and I said, you know, good swing, Goldie. And he yeah. said – Dude, that's all we can do. He goes, we can't, we can't hit one. It has to be over the fence for it to fall. So that uh, that made us feel pretty good. I told the outfielders that, and you know, just you know, I try and just keep them positive and, and, and let them know that, hey man, we're working hard and it's paying off, and other teams are noticing. From a defensive standpoint, do you guys actually position yourselves a little differently because of how much ground you can cover? Are you able to play a little bit deeper, maybe, or cover the lines more? Yeah, I, uh, I think the corner guys can cover the lines a little bit more, and yeah. uh, you know, depending on the hitter, we have. Uh, I think we're one of the top shifting teams in the league, so. We shift quite a bit, um, but yeah, we, uh, I mean, shoot, we can play pretty much at the wall and just come sprinting in and make a play, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, I'll bet. Now, you've played center field a lot this season, lately a little bit in left field as well. Do you have a preference? I, I, I know some guys actually say center field is easier, even though you have more ground to cover. How about for you? Uh, for me, it was. Uh, it took a while to get adjusted to left field. Um, center field is where I'm most comfortable. Right field, I feel good. Uh, but, you know, it took a lot of reps and batting practice to get comfortable on left. I'm, I'm not sure why. I think it's just the angle. Um, yeah. But a lot of outfielders kind of have that problem. But, shoot, if they want me playing third base and <laughs> anything to get in the lineup, you know, I'll play third base, I'll play catcher, wherever I can to, you know, crack that lineup. As long as you see your name on that lineup card, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Hey, it's been a long season, 162 games. The first time that you've done that, put yourself through it physically and mentally. Are, have you did anything different this year to pace yourself to try to get through that, or were you prepared for it, or how, how's it holding up for you? Uh, a meal plan is pretty important. Um, yeah. Really had to, you know, eat healthy and, and stay on a diet and nutritional plan. Um, and also, uh, you know, I kind of found that lifting more actually helps. Um, you know, getting in the weight room at least twice a series and working out a lot and just keeping your body, you know, as strong as possible. Yeah. Any plans for the off season? Anything fun that you're going to do? And then, as far as getting yourself ready for another 162 game season, any anything different in the program? Gosh, uh, a lot of working out. Um, but uh, as far as fun trips, um, honestly, just spend some quality time with my fiance and family. Um, you know, I don't get to don't get to spend too much time with them being on the road. So I, uh, I definitely owe my fiance a little bit of time and, and get that wedding planning going. Good, good game plan, man. <laughs> Keep her happy. <laughs> Keep you're gonna have a great happy. off season. <laughs> exactly. Awesome, Travis. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on a great year and enjoy that off season. Thank you. All right, Travis Jankowski joining us. Always fun to watch him play. Hey, if you love golf, guess what? Backed by popular demand, the links at Petco Park is a nine-hole golf experience in partnership with Callaway Golf at Petco Park. The dates are November 3rd through the 8th. Each hole will feature a unique theme and the opportunity to win some great prizes, so you don't want to miss out. There are a limited number of platinum packages available. Act now. Reserve your tee time today at Padres.com slash links or Padres Social Hour when we come back. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. 
Oh, our thanks again to Travis Jankowski for joining us. So fun to watch him play baseball and uh, cover that ground in, in, in center field and left field, guys. And, and uh, you know what? And, and tip of the iceberg as well for Jankowski. How about yeah. it? He's learned a lot. You know, I'm sure there's a little f fatigue that set in, yep. you know, this year for him. He's learning as well. But, I mean, the spurts and what we saw and how hard he worked. He talked about, you know, swinging the bat and doing it right. Yep. Uh, very encouraging. He's you know, a hustler. Yeah. He is, and what was cool is hearing him talk about how he takes just as much pride, if not more, in making those diving plays in the outfield. As a pitcher, I love that. I love that, and that's that competitive spirit, too. I just lo I love that that's, he said the gold yeah. glove would be more than a silver slugger. That's cool. You don't hear that often. So for a guy to really yeah, take well, some, so much pride in his that's defense. That's pretty smart by him. He's got a better chance to take the golden glove. <laughs> well, I'm just... Yes, Randy. Well, I want to talk about <laughs> a guy that's got a golden <laughs> microphone. I mean, we're talking about people that have had unbelievable careers, and J Travis Jankowski is just at the start of his. How about somebody that's wrapping up an amazing career? He's an icon in the broadcasting business, Mr. Dick Enberg, yeah. making his final broadcast today at home Unreal. here at Petco Park. It was great ceremonies for him today. They actually dedicated one of the broadcast booths to him. Uh, wonderful to see it, and we we're going to see it on the field as well. It says, oh, my, a, a lot of uh, a luncheon, booth dedication, and gift for Mr. Enberg. And uh, certainly well-deserving. Yeah. I mean, when you think of his career, NFL, MLB, Wimbledon, college football, golf, Olympics, I mean, just about every sporting event that I can think back of over my, my childhood and now my, my adulthood is Dick Enberg's been a part of it. His it, voice yeah. has been a part of it in one yeah, way or another. And especially the years, you know, when it's ABC, NBC, and it wasn't the TV we have now day in and day out. Yeah. And like those weekends of specialized sports, and Dick Inberg was our host, yep. and he brought it to us. It was and great. And so many moments of his life that oh. have been shaped by this, by broadcasting, and that he remembers from his own life and marriages and kids that have he's gone through broadcasting and it's been part of his life. I mean, it's it's really remarkable how long he's sustained and how many different things he's done and Amazing. how many people he's been around. And, you know, when he reflects on it, it's it's really a beautiful thing to listen to him reflect on it because he has so many memories, good and bad, from things that he's gone through. It's going to be interesting to get, get around next March. I wonder if he's going to get the itch like we all do. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know Are what you I mean? Huh? He's going to find Come something on. to do, for sure. I mean, you know, because, you know, the first few years you get out of baseball, you always get that itch around spring training time. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And that itch, it'll go away pretty quick. <laughs> but, I mean, but you still get it. You go, come on, man, yeah. I got to go. You know what's fun when you walk around spring training and you're, and you're walking around with Dick? It, you'll hear people saying, I remember this event yes. and how you brought it to life for me. And it's not just that they remember the event. They remember Dick Enberg's voice and him being a mm -hmm. part of it. I mean, he's been, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting how he's actually been a part of people's lives. Yes. And, it, you know, it, it, it's funny, too. You're losing, you know, two great icons in the same season. Yes. You know, with Vince Scully and, and Dick oh, Enberg. Oh, yeah. And, and what they've done, and, and, and they ran the gambit, golf, I mean, all the sports, you heard their, that voice. And the and thing that both of them did better than anybody else, tell stories. Yeah. You bet. Just and amazing storytellers. You, hit, you listen to Dick talk about his process and his preparation. It's not unlike the professional athletes. But what he loves so much is that process and the anticipation and going through all those steps to be ready for a game. But I asked him, he was on the show yesterday, and with Vin, you know, he all, his whole career spent in baseball. But with Dick, he's diversified so much. And it's, it's two different careers, but like you said, two two careers that have meant yeah. so much to people. Well, I remember Vince Scully did doing golf. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, good yeah. call. Unreal. I, I was, you know, yeah. but it's still the same voice, same storytelling that I heard.
Yeah. We've been very blessed. Dick, we're going to miss you and uh, looking forward to the ceremonies today before the start of this ball game. Hey, let's take a look at the lineup, shall we? We've got a baseball game coming up at Ah. 6 foot 10. Christian Friedrich on the mound, Julio Rios for the Dodgers. And uh, it's brought to you by United Airlines. Starting lineup brought to you by United Airlines, a proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Manny Margot leading things off. John Jay in left field. Will Myers over at first base. Jan Hervis Salarte at the hot corner. Hunter Renfro, has he done anything the last few days, guys? (laughs) He's going to be in right field. Derek Norris giving Austin Hedges the day off behind the dish. Carlos Asuaje will be at second. Luis Sardinius, of course, over at shortstop in the aforementioned left-hander Christian Friedrich on the mound. And now it's time for our Supercuts Head-to-Head Challenge. Now, yesterday was a pretty good matchup because we had Hunter Renfro going against Manny Margot. Both guys, huge contributors. Right. And normally, I think Manny Margot would have done enough to get 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 the nod. But. He had a great game. But. But uh, but the, the rooftop home run. I'm not even, even going to go there. <laughs> Look, it wasn't even the distance on the home run. It was the fact that he had four RBIs, two runs yes. scored. He was just a difference maker. Hunter Renfro was our player of the game. And that makes things really interesting because Blooper has yeah. had a magic number of two for about a week now. And he's at 74 to 72. What happened to that 20-point lead that I you had, Blooper? No, this isn't good. It's not going well for really you. I'm getting really scared. That's baseball, man. You're you sweating it this, out. I've not had to change this in a week. <laughs> he's not. He's oh not been able to close it out. Are you kidding me? Who has me? the first Blooper? pick? Looper, are you taking the first pick today? Annie does. Annie. My nephew Raiden wants <laughs> Will Myers, and since <laughs> since Uncle Frank picked for Derek, um, I'm going to go with what Raiden wants. Raiden wants Will Myers. Now I know the youngins are hot. That's fine. But no, hey. listen, Will is no slouch. I'm not saying a word. Okay. How, ba- how about it? He's 25 <laughs> years old. He's considered the uh, the salty vet on this ball he's club. He's not even right? the youngin yeah, anymore. Exactly. All right, you got Will Myers. That's <laughs> Will a great Myers. call. Blooper. Who are you going with? I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Margot. He had a great game yesterday. He's going to have a great game again today. All right. Wow. Not a bad call. I should probably go with Renfro since he's beaten me the past. But, but, but going with Margot. Okay. Interesting. So the man that has uh, three home runs and 12 RBIs over the last few days is actually going unpicked. <laughs> We're all going to be crying tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. You know yeah. it, both of us. I do question that. <laughs> oh, good luck. you got a chance to bring it down to within <laughs> one, Annie. Great call. All right, guys, you know, we've been talking about Manny Margot. Mm, and uh, yes. how about the game that he had yesterday? I mean, we we're talking about the home run by Renfro, understandably, but as far as the little things that took place in this game, how about speed taking over and making a big difference in this ball game yesterday? And you, you're seeing the things. That's why Margot's here. I think it, last night's game typifies what, what you anticipate seeing from him. Well, start off in the first inning. A routine ground ball to shortstop, right? And yeah. because of the speed, I, I'm assuming Corey Seager feels like he's got to speed things up a little bit. Next thing you know, he's throwing it into the dirt because Margot is going so fast. And uh, Adrian Gonzalez, uncharacteristically unable to pick it, but that sort of got things going. And then, you know, he ends up scoring a run in that inning. Then later on, he gets a double. He, he steals a base. He ends up scoring on, on contact on a ground ball on the infield. So, once again, speed making a difference. And here's the base hit by Hunter Renfro that we were talking about that was up in the zone that ends up scoring Margot after he reaches because of the the uh, forced error. So, I mean, you just see it again yeah. and again and again where even an experienced guy, a guy that's rookie of the year, Corey Seager, knows what he's doing out there. You bet. He's feeling the pressure knowing that there's a guy getting out of the batter's box and it forces him to and rush you, You're just yeah. starting to see that. You'll see a lot more of that where guys are going to have to hurry a throw in those scenarios with his speed. Yep. And that's, a, that's his, to his advantage, obviously. No doubt. You think about those factors like Hunter Renfro's arm and then the speed of Manny Margot. And as you watch these guys come up, I think it's exciting because you do. Those, those are some of the things that they're going to have to account for. Opposing teams are going to have to account for. They are. There's something about Manny Margot, though. He just <coughs> looks like he expects it. He expects to do well. You know, like he expects to get a double or he expects to just have a hit. He's just got it. He's got an it. You know, that brings up a great point, Andy, because I've been really impressed not only with what these guys have physically done on the field, but the way they've handled them so far. I have not seen one moment, one pitch, 
uh, one incident where I feel like a guy has had his deer in the headlights, which yeah. you, which you right. see out of young players. Right. They look intimidated, point. have they? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, but also I think that's you know part of that instruction in what Brahas and the group did in AAA. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole goal now is, is, is get these, prepare these guys to be major league ready. Yep. And we, we're witnessing it right now. Right. These guys walked in here, yeah. good plate discipline, knew what to do, and, and I, you're right, I haven't seen one of them look like deer in headlights. So let me ask you this. How much of that is, obviously, they're prepared to do this. But at the same time, when you come into a big league clubhouse for the first time, sometimes there's just an aura. And that aura can be, hey, kid, shut your mouth. You know, mind your Q's and P's. Just sit there. We don't want to hear from you, right. and we're going to haze you. That type of thing. And you and you know you're the rookie in the room, and you better watch what you're doing. Versus, hey, welcome. We're happy to have you here. You're a part of the future here, and you know we're here to support you. I get the sense that there is a, a, a clubhouse attitude that's more welcoming, yeah. which well, I think is perfect for these young guys. Absolutely. Especially when there's seven guys they play together sometime this year. <laughs> like, there's nobody there I, to haze them. I mean, are you kidding me? They're all teammates. It's really. not going to be Adam Rosales. Yeah. Rosie's anything. like, yeah, He's great. Let, smile, me show you, you know? let me show you where the bathroom and the kitchen is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of reflective I mean, it's also when you, when you look at some <laughs> of the leaders on this team, and I, I put Will Myers in that category yeah. now. He's pretty loosey-goosey about things. Yeah. It's and, true. And I think that that's sort of the right atmosphere around here. Now, I, maybe maybe Andy's talked to them about it a little bit as well, mm-hmm. but you get the sense that it's it's a very welcoming thing. You know who I've heard who does that? When you talk to players who are on the Giants, mm. the young players said, you know what, I was expecting to get Hayes, especially on a team that's won two World Series right. in the last few years. And it was the exact opposite. It was Hunter Pence coming up and Buster Posey just saying, hey, great to have you here. We need yeah. you. We need you to yes. be the best that you can be. And there that's just go. such a different It's a great feeling. point. They're, they want – and Andy Green, I think, sets that tone. There you and go. And then guys feel like, you know, they're going to become – these are going to be their teammates for the next few years. Exactly. Well, you know Love what? It. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to get a chance to hear from Will Myers and uh, see what he's got to say about right. everything. Supercuts. Andy, I like your pick. Supercuts. <laughs> They pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. Will Myers coming up next right here on Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. A little bit of a change of plans. I know I promised you, Will Myers, but you know what? When the owner of the ball club shows up, he takes precedence. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Managing partner, Peter Seidler, <laughs> joining us. Peter, great to have you. Good to see you. And uh, one, one thing I know is I'm not more important than Will Myers. <laughs> well, you're making all the decisions of what's going on here. It's been an exciting year. We're going to go over sort of the state of the union. But first of all, before you're an owner, I know you're a fan of baseball. So watching that home run last night off the bat of Hunter Renfro going 435 feet on the top of the Western Metal Supply Building, Pretty exciting, huh? It, it was almost unreal. I was just talking to, to Mike D about it because I, I was in the back of the owner's box sitting in a chair and, and watching the game on television, and the ball went off his bat, and I think I said to somebody, you've got to watch this. <laughs> and it was like it took, you know, 10 minutes to come down, and then it landed on the top of the Western uh, Metal Building. Yeah, uh, the kids got some power, huh? No doubt about it. Yeah. I, mean, I think we all expected it was going to happen at some point, but we didn't know who it was going to be. And not bad to have your rookie come up and take yeah, care of business, not, huh? Not not that fast, honestly. You know, I'm not okay. He's going to run into one before the season's out, and yada yada, and you know, but tw- like 11, 12 RBIs right. in in, tw- in 48 hours. I'm going, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, no, he's, ta- he's getting taking care of business. No question about it. And, and it's sort of the the cherry on top, when you look at this season and, and coming into the season, we knew there were going to be a lot of changes. And, and it's not easy to turn a, an ocean liner around in, in a season, but you guys have done it. 
I mean, we can talk about A.J. Perel and Andy, and they've been tremendous in this whole thing, but to see what's going on now with these young players up here, this is sort of what we've been waiting for. It's exciting, and I, and I think, you know, speaking uh, from an ownership perspective, um, you know, my partner Ron Fowler and I heard a lot of opinions um, and did a lot of analysis, and I think um, we made the decision we, we have to take a half a step back if we're going to take a couple of steps forward and then uh, with the objective being to be good for five or ten years consecutively. We don't want to just, like, try to find magic and be good for a moment and then go back down. And I think the way to do that, and uh, just about any knowledgeable sports fan in, in any sport, um, ultimately comes to this conclusion, you have to do it with homegrown talent. And like we were talking about earlier, Peter, you talk about the kids we just brought up, you know, in – and the impact they're making and how comfortable they look. They came in prepared to be major league players. And they look yeah, like it. Yeah. They're blending right in. And that's the whole idea of, of bringing them through the ranks yeah. and getting them game ready for major league baseball. It's, it's and a, this is a proof, yeah. proof it, It's a it. great point. We, we talk a lot about A.J. Preller. We talk a lot about An Andy Green. Um, what we don't talk a lot about is our player development right. professionals and names that people don't know, but people like Sam Ganey, <laughs> who runs our minor leagues, and um, Riley Westman, who runs our player development, um, uh, the, the, the scouts, the coaches. Um, we, um, as an organization, put a lot of care into uh, when a player gets to Petco Park, he's ready. He's That's not right. overwhelmed. He's not scared. He's not overly cocky. He's ready. And I think not just with Hunter Renfro, but we've seen it with um, – uh, Manny Margot, I mean, you know, the, the great thing about uh, some of the young kids that are coming up for us now is um, what do you like? You like a pitcher that throws 95? We got a couple of those. You like big power? We obviously <laughs> just talked about that. You like amazing speed? Take a look at Manny Margot. So well, and, and you got it's a guy, happening. And you got a yeah. guy behind the plate that's very, really comfortable, yep. knows, you know, knows how to you know, catch a major league pitcher, frame pitches, does a great job behind the plate. You know, the intangibles, you're just you're seeing it, and you just kind of walk right in and blend it in. Yeah. And you were talking about that preparation, and we were just commenting how not one moment have we seen one kid look like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. They all right. look like they belong. Right. You know, that's a tribute to the development system. It is. I, I think, um, you know, there was a lot of um, excitement um, a year and a half ago when Preller made a bunch of trades, but what, was, what he was doing behind the scenes that a lot of people – we're not talking about then is he was building a great staff and a, and a great organization at all levels of our baseball operations. And I think the fruits of that are starting to come in now. And I think the last time I was on the show here a month ago, we talked about all the teenagers that we've signed from around the world. Most of those kids are going to be two, three, four, five years away. Um, but it's the, the excitement that we have now with Margot, Renfro, Hedges, and others is not going to be unique to what people see over the next several years. We have more young players coming, probably more of them, mm. um, in the next uh, one, two, three, four years. So it's getting exciting here. Yep. Yeah, and, and they're controllable from the business side. I mean, you know. That's I, right. And it that's matters. good. That's a real yeah. positive. And I, that's really – and I think about that. And all of a sudden, then when you may get that point, you got to make some tough business decisions. These young core, these 16-year-olds, potentially be ready about that time, and that, that's how you have, have a successful franchise. So at this point, early in the season, Peter, we were talking about June, July, August, really the crucible months of this organization in terms of the destiny being set in place. Looking back on it now, went pretty well, I would say. 
We're happy. Yeah. Um, we're happy. The plan came together. Now we mentioned the player development people. Now all these kids are being handed over to our uh, player development professionals. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work, not just, you know, training a very talented 16, 17, 18-year-old to be a great baseball player, but also to develop life skills and personal skills and, you know, to be a caring human in the community, things that uh, make for a well-rounded person. Typically, a well-rounded person um, that's stable is going to, you know, on the margin help make that guy a better baseball player too. So we put a lot of care into the baseball side and, and also into the uh, personal development side. Well, we also, you know, I, I know the little thing with the 6th and 7th, you know, bringing a lot of these young kids over here to introduce them to Petco Park. Right. Which I think is really, really special. Let them get a workout, compete a little bit. Nothing wrong with that at all. Oh, not at all. Yeah, Thursday. Baseball's done here, regular season right now, but some more baseball coming, right? right. So They'll be, they'll uh, be the back the game. end of next, you know, well, baseball will be back here the end of next week with all of our, tr- all of our uh, top prospects here working out, playing in exhibition games. And I think... Um, you know, as we talk about the, the Renfros and the Margots and others that are coming up, um, one of the things that I've also um, received a consistent amount of feedback on is how much fun our players are to watch. The, um, the style of Andy Green, the culture, you know, the aggressiveness, the fearlessness, um, going from first to third. And once in a while, you know, the, you know we might get uh, – slide into third base and get thrown out. Now don't but pick we, on Dickerson like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not singling anybody we're, out. We're working on his speed. <laughs> you want guys to be aggressive. But, you know, Margot stealing yeah. third base yesterday when he kind of uh, fooled the third baseman and got under the tag. And uh, we would rather make errors of aggression than errors of being passive. And I think that that's going to be – that is our culture now. It's going to stay that way, I think. What people, the, the attitude and approach that people saw this year under Andy Green is what um, uh, we can expect to enjoy for years to I'm come. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Peter, real quick, you've had a chance to be around some of the great broadcasters of yeah. all time. You spent time with Vince Scully over in the Dodger organization, of course. Now Dick Enberg having his last home broadcast. Can you share any thoughts or stories about either one of these icons? Well, um, I think one thing that comes to mind as relates to both of them is, is as um, incredible as they both are as Hall of Fame announcers and broadcasters. They're both very humble people and really um, Hall of Fame people as well. Uh, Dick's a neighbor, and, and um, you know, in about half an hour, we have a pregame ceremony for him on the field, which I would encourage people that are watching this show now to um, also catch that. There's going to be a, f- uh, a few surprises um, that uh, not even Dick knows about right All now. Right. It's going to be a great <laughs> ceremony. And... Um, Heck, I, I could um, I could listen to Dick, uh, you know, announce somebody pouring a cup of coffee. He's that special, and we're going to miss him. Yeah, look forward to seeing all that. It's going to hey. be some yeah. some surprises. It sounds like. But final comment on these kids that we're trying to train to be Padres. We're trying to train them, uh, and I'm and I'm not uh, just saying that because Randy's right here. But Randy, um, in his post baseball career, has given so much back to the Padres organization and to the San Diego community. And so many of us really appreciate it. And hey. this is, at the end of the year, it's my chance to say thank you for yeah, all that. I love doing and Bob, well you as well. Thanks. I love yeah, doing it. He, he does an amazing job you know. being an yeah. ambassador in the community. N- nobody so. does it better than Randy. Yeah. 
Peter, yeah. thanks so much for thanks, joining guys. us. It's been great, great to be all here. season long thanks, sharing Peter. the vision of the organization with us, and uh, keep up the great work. Yeah, right back at all you. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. All Appreciate right. it. Hey, more Padre Social Hour when we come back. Hey, mark your calendars. We were talking about the Padre Futures game, Padre Futures game at Petco Park on Friday, October 7th at 7, 10 p.m. This will be your first chance to see these top prospects that we're talking about. They'll play right here at Petco Park. Free general admission tickets for the general public are available now at Padres.com slash Futures Game. Will Myers, I promise you this time he's coming up right here on Padre Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Last day of the regular season here at home in 2016, and we've got one of the superstars, the all-star for the Padres. Will Myers, great to have you with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, congratulations on a fantastic season. Thank you, thank you. It was incredible. We're going to get into that in a minute. But first, we've got to talk about the home run last night. Renfro <laughs> going up on the top of the Western Bell Supply Building. I mean, I, look, did, did you guys have a bet? Did anybody have a bet going on on who would get up there first? No, there was no bet, but uh, <laughs> just to see that in person was extremely impressive. Um, I didn't even get out of – I was sitting down on the bench. I didn't even get up to give him a high five. I was just in <laughs> shock where that ball ended up, man. But, uh, you know, he's been impressive so far. Uh, the way the ball, ball comes off his bat is very impressive. Uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun for Padre fans to watch him play. Uh, I know I'm very excited for a guy like that to be in the, in the lineup with me as well. And, uh, you know, it should be a very exciting year with all these young guys uh, coming up. Uh, it's, it should be very exciting next year. No question. I was going to ask you about that. You already mentioned it in terms of having him <coughs> in the lineup with you. I mean, it's nice to have a little bit of protection one way or the other. And, you know, just another guy that a pitcher's got to worry about, maybe more mistakes for you as it goes along. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's definitely something, uh, you know, not only Renfro, but, you know, guys like Schimpf and Dickerson and Solarte, you know, once those guys – uh, play a full season up here next year, uh, their name's going to start floating around and people are going to know them more. I, I was actually just talking to Dickerson about that. And uh, the thing about those guys are th they're great hitters, but people don't know them yet. And uh, once those names kind of get out, uh, you know, our lineup, I really feel like it's going to be a great lineup. I think we're going to be great offensively. I think we've got a lot of great hitters that, that people don't know about yet, but I really think they will soon. Yeah, and you've been waiting for this all season long. <coughs> Coming into the start of the season, you're hearing about these young guys that are yeah. coming up. They finally get here. Now for you, a little bit uh, rejuvenating and say, hey, they're here and these guys can play? Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. You know, obviously it's only been uh, five or six games that they've been here, but uh, everything I've seen so far has been great. I like the way they play. Uh, you know, another guy that, that people aren't really talking about is, is Margot. I mean, the guy's, the guy's going to be really good. Um, you know, he hadn't hit, hit for the power that, that Renfro has yet, uh, but uh, he's going to be a great player. I'm going to really enjoy him hitting in front of me, you know, in the top of the order. Uh, he's going to be a great player. And, and a lot of people that, that aren't talking about uh, Perdomo. I mean, what he did once he became a starter was extremely impressive. He's a guy that, that can go seven innings every single night. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he's going to be a guy that can be an ace here. Uh, just because he goes so deep in the games and he can get quick outs. And uh, I've been very impressed with him so far this year. You know, it's funny. He used to be the young guy on the team. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like the salty awful. vet, man. It's <laughs> awful. This is the first year that uh, I have not been the youngest on a professional <laughs> roster. That's probably true, yeah. It's the first I mean, time in yeah. my career where I have not been the youngest player on, on my roster. So it's uh, it's definitely different. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I really uh, enjoy seeing these young guys come up and, and, and seeing what they're doing and and me just maybe giving them a couple tips here and there. But, uh, you know, th these guys need to just go out there and play and have fun. And uh, this isn't going to be a clubhouse that gets all over rookies because we have so many of them. And <laughs> right. I'm not an older guy anyway. 
so so I really hope that, that that that'll really help the culture here and uh, they'll be able to play and, and feel relaxed here and, and just go out there and have fun. You know, you mentioned relax, and that's always your approach. It's so fun to watch you play. You're just out there having fun, and it yeah. seems like that's the attitude of some of these young guys as well that are Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, man. I mean, uh, you know, there, there, there's been some teams that uh, that I've seen that uh, the rookies, they come in and, and they feel like they're walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't want to have that here. You know, we want the young guys to feel very comfortable, uh, you know, go about their business the right way and work hard and go out there and just have fun. That's what we want. I think that's what helps guys play to their highest level is just being very relaxed and having fun out there. You know, it's interesting that you say that you said we don't want that here. Is that something that you and Andy talked about? Or is it something that the organization has sort of said, hey, look, we, we want these guys to feel a part of things? Or is it just sort of naturally happening? Um, it, it, A little bit of both. You know, me and Andy have obviously talked about it, but I just know from personal experience, whenever you feel more comfortable in the clubhouse, you, you play better on the field. And, uh, you know, that's all that matters is what you do on the field. It's not about the clubhouse. It's about what you do on the field. And uh, we want to make sure that everybody here feels comfortable everybody here has fun and I think that's gonna uh, show a lot of success on the field well I guess this year you've been comfortable you've certainly had fun I mean <laughs> it's been a fantastic season for you and really your first full year yeah. I, I know you've talked about it before but just the health factor I mean how important was it for you just to have some healthy risk coming into the season yeah it was huge you know this is my first full season I've played since in the last three years um, you know the first half for me was really great um, and, you know, I, I really struggled in the second half. I didn't do anything that I really wanted to do in the second half. But, you know, first time in, in three years I've played 150-plus games. So, you know, I'm very happy with what I've done so far this year. I know there's a lot more in the tank uh, that I can produce next year, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun next year. You know, I feel like uh, since I've learned a lot more this year, I'm going to have a better year. And also with these younger guys, I think we're going to really come together and do some special things. I, uh, I'm, I'm on board with what we have going here. Uh, I love Andy and what he's doing. He's he's the perfect guy to turn around a franchise, uh, you know. So it's, it should be very exciting next year. Uh, whether we, you know, make a great run or not, it's going to be an exciting and fun team to watch. You know, as uh, looking at your at-bats, this year, 600 at-bat, twice as many as you've had before. From a hitter standpoint, fans may not understand, what, what's the biggest strain? Is it on your legs? Is it on the hands? Is it just mentally? No, it's, it's all mentally. It's, okay. it's all mentally. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, when I, the second half when it came around and I started to go through a little slump, I, I really worked too hard in the cage. You know, I'd spend an hour in the cage trying to figure out something. Uh, that just wasn't working and you know I, I kind of overworked myself uh, you know I kind of lost some stamina which wasn't good but I know exactly what to do next year I know exactly how to prepare coming into the year uh, so I'm, you know I, I'm going to take a month off but I'm very excited to get going in the offseason because I know exactly what to do and how to handle a full season you know that's it's so funny you talk about it because the work ethic actually worked against you in that case yeah <laughs> I, I, I guess a little bit more it was just I didn't work smart okay it, that's more so the big thing you know I wish there were some days where I came in and only took 20 swings instead of 200 like I was doing. <laughs> right. you know, I was uh, trying too hard to get out of it and instead of letting my ability just kind of take over. But those are things you learn. You know, you look at a lot of great players who, who have uh, in their first full season have struggled. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like for me, this is a great year for me just to learn uh, what kind of comes from a full season. You know, not just the hitting-wise, but your defense, the, the growth that you showed over first base over the course of the season, you got to take some special pride in that as well. Yeah, definitely. Imagine. You know, I, I've really enjoyed first base. Um, you know, it's my favorite position I've played at the professional level. Yeah. Uh, I've had an awesome time doing it. You know, it's something that I enjoy working at, and, and, and I take a lot of pride in it as well. Um, you know, it's something I, I know I have. Uh, I know I have gold glove caliber defense at first base, and that's something that I'm really going to work hard for uh, this offseason is to try to try to win that. Well, congratulations! Great season for you all the way around, and yeah. look forward to seeing what the future has in store for <laughs> you in this for young ball me. club. Thank all right, you, thank you. Will Myers, Padres first baseman and the cornerstone of this young ball club.
Great to have him with us on the Padres Social Hour. Hey, World Baseball Classic is coming up. 2017 World Baseball Classic is coming to Petco March 14th through the 18th. Don't miss your chance to see the world's best baseball players compete. Visit worldbaseballclassic.com for more information today. More Padres right here on Padres Social Hour up next. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Final segment of Padres Social Hour in the final game, final home game of the 2016 season. Our thanks again to Will Myers. Great to see him out on the field and uh, he's outstanding. Hey, you know what? we got a tweet. This is the Padres yes. Social Hour show. we got a tweet. Cranky Ed chiming in. Hey, God knows that I'm no shill for the team, but for the first time I can remember, I see a long-range planning and acquisitions. Yeah. I think he's right cranky on. Ed. Cranky Ed. Not bad. He's right on. Yeah. Maybe he's not so cranky yeah. anymore now that he's seeing uh, what's going on. Some of these young players. Wait a minute. Don't lose your head. <laughs> yeah. <you guys>. <laughs> <laughs> it is cranky away. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's still cranky, but he's right. And Peter was talking about it. We've got power. Yeah. We've seen speed. We've got some big young arms. Nice diversity, some nice balance that we're seeing out of these young guys that are up here. Yeah, yeah. Continue, continue to pursue that, especially the big young arms. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's seen a lot for the bullpen, but you got to give me something for those other five. Keep exactly. building consistency. Right. right. But it's good. It's good to see. Hey, how about the Boston Red Sox? I just want to close out with David Ortiz. How about the final season that he's having? Oh. Is this the best final season ever in the history of guys retiring? Is, is he really going to re- He might resign I wonder now. if he's going to retire. He's having such a good year, he might resign. I mean, he's hitting 316, 48 home runs, 124 That's RBIs. I think we actually have a picture that the Red Sox look at this they have That's ingrained amazing. into the grass out there a picture wow of David Ortiz is woven into That's the Fenway awesome. Park's grass for the final series of the regular season hey he deserves it certainly huh and a pretty exciting game yesterday for the Red Sox I mean they, they lose in walk-off fashion to the Yankees but thanks to the Baltimore Orioles uh, the, the Red Sox end up clinching strange yeah. way to do it but you'll take it any way it you comes bet. right yeah you bet. hey another team helps you get it oh well Yep. You take that, okay, right. Okay, so David Ortiz, <laughs> final final season, or Ted Williams, uh, his final year, hitting close to 300 and hitting a home run in his final at-bat. Wow. What do you think? I don't know. Historic? Uh, yeah, yeah historic. Ortiz has been historic already this yeah. year. All right. Or what he's done, amazing. You all, you think about retiring, too, and if you're going to retire, I think you'd rather retire off a season that you kill it. Like you, I, I don't know if he should retire. I think he should come back first. But if he's like, no, I am ready to go, like I feel so great about this, I'd rather do it off the season that I'm just like. Oh, awesome. I agree. Yeah, why you would know? you, why, why, you <laughs> six <laughs> homers do thir- hit two thirteen? No, no. So you yeah. tell me if you walk out with a twenty game win and Cy Young, you're not going to have some maybe second thoughts about maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> you ain't lying, I am, buddy. Better, you're going <laughs> to yeah. have to uh, get another contract well, signed. Might be one more year. <laughs> All right, Christian Friedrich, Julio Reyes, a couple lefties. You know something about the lefties, Randy? Six ten. They're going to be going at it tomorrow, five o'clock, right here. Annie, you're in the hot seat. Bill Center, Bob Scanlon will be with you as well. Woo-hoo. Thanks for joining us. Padre Social Hour. See you tomorrow.